Hello, everybody, and welcome to Saints Radio, our first broadcast of 2023. My goodness, that sounds even strange just to say it, just 2023. But yet, here we are, and we're expecting wonderful things in the Lord in this year. Who knows what all God has ahead of us, but we truly do know that this is a year of his breakthrough. And I am just grateful to be able to say that we are allied in that pursuit, and we look forward to seeing what God is uh, is going to do among us and through us in this new year. Monica is not with us today. She's not feeling well, and we certainly pray that the Lord will strengthen and encourage her. We miss her whenever she's not here, and um, I, I miss her when she's not here. So um, we speak life and health and strength and encouragement. And to any of you who are battling any kind of physical challenge today, we in agreement ask that the Spirit of the Lord would fill the place wherever you're hearing this broadcast, and that by His authority, we declare health and life and freedom for every one of you, and we do that in, in Jesus' name. Oh, this, uh, this first week in January, uh, it, it's, it's so strange when Christmas and the New Year's Day uh, commemoration is on Sunday. Some people really like it. For me, it, it is what it is. We believe in the blessing of the Lord, but just from a personal standpoint, it it just seems weird to me because, um, you know, usually when those days are on a day of the week, <clears throat> you go through the weekend and then you gear up and it's, it's just a, a day where you just stop and you you rejoice but when christmas and new years are on a sunday for me those are work days and you you come and the people come and it's it was it was a good time but it just kind of feels weird and then yesterday was kind of a holiday but it really wasn't a holiday you know you it was up here for several hours i know my wife was here till late in the afternoon and working on things for the year-end financial reports. And um, it just seems strange. But the blessing of the Lord <clears throat> is good. That means nothing. I don't even know why I went down that trail. But I pray that <clears throat> whatever you did in celebrating the birth of our Lord and in celebrating the entry into this new year, that it was blessed and that you... Uh, you enjoyed his presence. I think that tomorrow on Wednesday Night Live, we'll talk a little bit more about his presence. This is a, this is a strange confluence of timing events, divine timing events, because we have been, we are going to be celebrating as the network the spirit of glory and of God in this year. Um... Now, that's always a treasure. That, that's, that's always a treasure. Um, and as every time I see one of the rainbow flags hanging, I always notice that that indigo blue, that dark blue of the glory of God is not there. There's six colors in their rainbow. And that's anybody with any any mnemonicos understanding should recognize what that means. That's been going on for years now. In fact, we mentioned it when we first started teaching about the seven spirits and the 
the colors of the covenant of God with the earth and the rainbow. And um, it, it really is because, and we've seen this played out in progressive theology, as it were, the, the progressive doctrine. <clears throat> they don't really believe in who God is. God can be anywhere. God can be in any religion. God can be, uh, for them, whatever they make him to be. So the enemy does not want the concept of the depth of the presence of the one true God. He does not want people to have an encounter with him to the exclusion of any other, any other spiritual influences. So, and, and really the enemy does not like at all, he never has liked, the invitation from God for you and for me to know him in that, to know God in that deep place. So in his flag, he removes that entirely, the spirit of glory and of God. And so I think that it's of great significance that this is the year we celebrate. And also that God said very clearly over these past few months that we need to believe for a deeper realization of his presence. And in fact, that's a theme for the first Saturday prayer this weekend. We need God's presence. We need him in that partnership. We need his face. We need his ways. We need to be imprinted by the weightiness of that. And I mean imprinted so that we represent it precisely. That's what this year is. And that's what our enemy has tried to eliminate in his ideologies and his banner, as it were, we wholeheartedly represent the glory of God. We want to be truly saturated in the glory of God. And, you know, I, I even thought about trying to put forward a banner of our own that had all seven colors, but I I felt somebody would see that and not know the difference and think we were one of these split-off Methodist churches or whatever. So I've stayed away from that, but we embrace it in the spirit realm. We don't need, we don't necessarily need a banner to represent our partnership with the ways of God and our willingness to have the light, the fullness of God's light, that white light. We, we need that. And that's, that's really what we should be believing for in, throughout this year. And we're already in this year. The, the, the brightness of the white, which, you know, you see what the scripture says about the enemy in the end times making his his angels to be um, a a depiction of some kind of light and in it would 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 deceive the very elect and what kind of light can the enemy create without that essential dimension of the glory of God. It's a false light. It's a false truth. But they call it light, and they call it truth. And um, I know that I know that there is a, a great significance to this being the year of spirit of glory and of God, and 
the depth of his presence, which we have been asking for from the depth of our heart, is, is so very much needed. So that's what, um, that's what we're agreeing for at the beginning of this year. The, the other factor is that it's a year of breakthrough. God's been saying that to us. And, you know, we read the scripture this past Sunday, and I just did share this with not only our brothers and sisters in, in French-speaking nations, but also um, just also connected and sent the word out through Brazil. We just have an international day today. We got travel tomorrow into France, and so I was trying to to move just about all the broadcasts up to today. We'll still do Wednesday Night Live first thing in the morning, and then it'll be posted. But um, from Micah, about the breaker, the parats going before us, and he's at the head. And this is a year of breakthrough. It's, 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 a, it's because of the parats comes, as we well know, because you've been faithful in the parats. And uh, this past couple of years has been a test case of Peretz. You know, our, our lives across the world have been interrupted in a lot of ways. And I don't need to list them all. They're, they're all there. God's been with us. We've been faithful. But it has tested the Peretz of our life individually to see what we're made of, to see whether we're willing to stand if if um, we're more isolated. The Peretz of our churches, the Peretz of our prayer groups, the Peretz of what we believe as saints, girding up the, the gap where God has called us to stand, and in many ways, it's been a refining influence. As you, as you and I have had to stand in many times when it wasn't really convenient to stand. Many times when we wondered, God, where are you? you you've hidden your presence from us, but yet he's always there. Is so many ways that has strengthened you. And God has used it to bond us more intimately with him than perhaps you realize. Those that build themselves on... Well, I, I don't want to criticize anything because we want God's visitation. We want people to have good times in gatherings at churches. I don't mean to diminish that at all. But if that's what you have to have so that you feel all warm and cuddly, when difficult times are around, the musculature of who you are is probably not going to be capable to stand. And all I'm saying is that over these past couple of years, God has been trying to strengthen that individually before him. But the point is, though, that we come to this point of breakthrough. We read Micah 2.13 about the breaker going ahead, and the Lord is that breaker, and the king is, is there. You have to have you have to have um, the Peretz before you can really partner with the Peretz. As I was mentioning with Luke and Sylvie on the French broadcast, some people get really confused when they study things. It's almost like their mind is so linear that they can't handle the concept of the development of etymology, and that always baffles me. 
You know, you do this in your own life. There are things that you call, things that you, terms that you use in your family or in your church that evolved from your experience. And anybody in your household, if you say one of those words, everybody knows what it means. It would be nonsense to somebody else. But when you say that etymology in languages happened that way too, it's like, oh, show me how that happened. Well, you can't show. You know, I I was with, uh, Zach was visiting with us and Katie was there and Levi, or Levi, as the French would say, and he was eating, and, and that boy eats. He is, he is a voracious eater. When the food is all gone, which he doesn't like to have, we just say it's gagat, because that's what Katie said when she was little, when the food was gone. We all know what that means. Kelly never said anything like that when the food was gone. She didn't really seem to care that much about eating, which amazes me. <laughs> with her son or her daughters. Um, anyway, I, it may have skipped a generation because I sure have it. But um, those words evolve. So when you come to the study of Peretz and Peretz, we say that you can't have Peretz without Peretz. And then some some Weisenheimer will say, well, wait a second. It says that Peretz came from Peretz. How's that? Well, which is first, the chicken or the egg? Somehow God broke through to us. We thank him for that. Whoever contributed to the Peretz for us to be broken through upon, we're grateful. But then it was up to us to take that, become disciples, and to stand in the gap and fulfill the Peretz. And then through that, then, we believe for the parats, the breakthrough, which we're, we've had many ways, but this year is a year of breakthrough. And then hopefully, as that breakthrough happens, there will be those who receive and begin to stand in the gap on their own and build their own parats. So see, it's like a circle, but you cannot have parats unless somebody paid the price in parats. And then when you break through, you're not just doing it so you have a hallelujah hoedown. You're making disciples, or at least you should be, who will stand in the gap. And we've seen variations of this. We've said this many times in our Saints Network gatherings. People would like to come to our Saints Network seminars because they wanted to encounter an angel or they wanted to feel the presence or they wanted to have hands laid on them and have manifestations of some sort. Those are all great. But then when you say, okay, you need to interpret when you pray, and here's why in Scripture, you need to stand in the gap. You need to represent. Oh, no, 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 we don't like that. That's work. We just want to experience. So not everybody that is the beneficiary of a parats wants to parat. But you have to, if you're going to partner with God, you need to Stand in the gap. God searches for those. And so this past few years have been an unusual demonstration of the testing of your parats. It has brought us to this point of breakthrough, this point of parats, this point of the glory and of God, this point of his presence. These are all wonderful things. And that, that should build confidence because you have at least a rudimentary understanding as to why this is happening. You also have a foundational point to believe. You have a foundational point of understanding in God and in relationship and in his word to resist the enemy. This is a good thing. We were talking as well about how when David first wanted to bring the ark into Jerusalem, he did not do it, and I'm not faulting the high and holy David, but I think the historical biblical record will tell that he didn't do it in the right way. He did not follow what God had said in his word regarding that ark. And because of that, it was called the, 
the place where God broke through upon Uzzah. I believe that in this year, God is going to be defending his gap. In some ways, we're partnering with the Lord in this breakthrough for the gap of this earth. Because these past few years, if it's shown us anything, it's that this world is walking in lockstep now. They're just doing, everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's, and anybody that's resisting or holding out is called some kind of a, an ist, a racist, a misogynist, or whatever other kind of lambasting we can throw. You look at some nations that are saying we want to believe in God and we don't want to embrace this progressive ideology. Man, are they being shellacked by the media, by other nations. Get in line and do what we say. We see that. So it's, it's become more a now... God opening the door in this year of breakthrough, how am I going to visit the world and how am I going to establish my Peretz amongst the nations? How are we going to become one in this for the world, for this earth? And we're going to experience that in, in new ways, but the year of breakthrough, the year of the spirit of glory and of God, the year of his presence. I'm, I'm overwhelmed by how, what God's going to do. Um, but all he asks us to do is to, to hear and obey and, um, to stand and to believe. That's that's a good that's a good thing. Um, it's so important. So I I would say that God has been offering us the opportunity to partner with Him and to pay the price in the midst of the place that He has called us to stand. And with the, 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 the identity of the saints around the world, that is also a point of agreement to stand. But this is the year of breakthrough. This is the year of his presence. This is the year of the spirit of glory and of God. And, and of many other things in, in God. So all we're asked to do is to be faithful and obedient. And we'll eat the tobe of the land. The meek inherit the earth. This is, this is a good thing for all of us. And I, I want to thank you as saints, as brothers and sisters, for being willing to stand. You know, and then and to do it. So many pressures have come against us. So many ways the enemy has tried to divide us. But yet, our common ground is our love for the Father and our applying the biblical principles that he has revealed through his word, of course, as to our prayer the weapons of our warfare, the tools that he has given us. I thank you for being faithful to that. You know, the Bible talks about judgment first beginning in the house of God. And, and really judgment, as we know, has to do with his, his mishpat, his, his, his purpose his eternal will. That's judgment. And that's been laid out. You either align with it 
or you don't. You either say, let's add to it or let's take away from it, or you embrace the whole. You either become offended, wounded, and reject his judgment, or you die to self and say, even though I don't really understand, I'm not leaving where God has planted me. And I'm not disallowing the union that he's created with the saints' family. See, see, that's the thing. I mean, boy, have we seen this played out. Uh, and I, I just truly want to thank you for being willing to stand because this judgment first coming to the house of God has been... How much do you believe his word? How much do you believe what he's made as rhema and as meat from his word? How much are you willing to embrace what he's shown you to be faithful to? And it's amazing to me. The pressures that have all seemed to attack that one principle. So you have progressive ideology that says you can't trust the word of God. Progressive ideology would just say there are other scriptures that are equal to the word that we have in our Bibles. And, and, you know, they, they try to, to water down or to add to or to disillusion that salient point of agreement regarding the Word of God. So if that isn't there, if the Word isn't there, then judgment goes out the window. Because you can't do anything wrong. Isn't that true? And then you have numbskulls that get up and say, oh, there's no accountability after this life is over. Because God loves you. In fact, he, whether he really went to the cross or not in the way we think, it may have just been, Calvary may have just been a poetic expression was Jesus really the son of God or a son of God and did he really come as a fleshly being you, you hear all this stuff and it's just embraced and yacked upon in churches it's craziness it's demonic and then they'll say you know we can show you all kinds of errors in the Bible we can show you and they'll have people with long sets of degrees listed after their names from prestigious schools who'll say, oh, you can't trust this scripture, you can't trust this, how did it come anyway? The canon is really not complete. And they just go through all of that, trying to eliminate the basis of the judgment of God. Oh, don't say judgment. We've got to have safe spaces. We don't want to have accountability. And then there are others that try to bring race into it. You know, the Bible, I haven't heard this one yet, but it's coming. I heard last week that working out and exercising has something to do with white supremacy. I've already heard that the work ethic of America is white supremacy. Pretty soon the Bible will be white supremacy. It probably already is being said that, but mark it down. You heard it here, you heard it here first, folks. That's easy for me to say. Um... But somebody will be saying that, and, and then that eliminates the word again. Why are you folks spending time in prayer? It's a white man's religion. The enemy is trying to destroy the judgment of God, but yet the judgment of God, based upon his word, 
is what's coming against the house of God right now. And we see that the enemy is using it to the fullest of his advantage. Now, how does that happen with people? Well, there's a spirit of deception. There's seducing spirits there. God has said that he would give people over to whatever they are inclined to believe. That's my words, but it's in the scripture. Um, how do we make ourselves susceptible? Hanging around with the wrong people, sitting in the seat of the scorner, wanting to go along to get along. It's like a poison. You start ingesting it, and it affects you. Um, wounding. Rejection. Tailbearer. Tailbearers split chief friends here in the Saint Network based upon iniquities and woundings and the feelings of rejection, lies, weariness, just tired of it all. All of these factors really thumb their nose at God and try to disparage the Word of God. I, I, I'm just astounded. I, I could give illustrations of this, and it's not my desire to be a progressive movement tonight talking about all the nutty things that you hear that are just heretical. Um, some guy, I'll say one of them, some guy over in England was preaching... I think it was in an Anglican church, but it was in a church, a recognized church. And he was saying some of the most disrespectful and abominable, abominable things about Jesus. And it just, there's no seeming limit to what's there. There. But it's, it's rejecting the scriptural tenets. And that's the basis of judgment. That's the basis of judgment. And it begins in the house of God. And the good news is, as horrific as what we've just been talking about is, the good news in it is that once this is has been known and has done whatever amount of work God is allowing it to do, then there will be a great visitation of the Spirit. There will be a falling away of many, and then there will be a great outpouring of the Spirit. That's the good news in this. It's, and God's not making anybody fall. God is, God is not forcing anybody to reject him. But judgment has truly come to the house of the Lord. And that judgment really begins with and is based upon his word. So it's no it's no surprise that the word of God has been maligned. And, and we're not even talking about the doctrines of demons. That all fits in to 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 embrace a doctrine of a fallen being, which is what doctrines of demons are, and that's a scriptural term for those of you who haven't read very much. In order to believe that, you have to discredit the real word of God. And so you see, you hear of firsthand reports of demonic beings sowing words of doubt regarding the scripture. And then they put together slick video presentations where they try to depict these doctrines of devils. And almost at the very beginning of every one of them, I can't watch, I don't want to watch them anymore, but I had to watch some of them so that I would be able to say, not just hearsay, this is what they're doing and to warn people. I don't, 
I don't encourage you at all to watch this stuff because it is, it's wicked. And it has some measure of an allure. You know, even John, when he was looking on, upon the great whore in the book of Revelation, he marveled. And the angel rebuked him for it. There is some measure of an allure in the enemy's anointing. So you just, you have to stay away from it. But the, the very first thing they'll do is go after the word of God and rip it, rip it if they can. And to get people to begin to doubt. So judgment begins in the house of the Lord. Falling away first. Very elect being deceived by angels of light. What light without the glory of God could it be? All these things we've been living. All these things we've been enduring. They're wicked influence. And there is an atmosphere to it. God has been causing us to be strengthened as we resist the devil. But those are, those are things that we see around us, but the good news is that there is breakthrough and that there is a visitation of the Spirit of the Lord. And we need to continue to be faithful and obedient. We need to continue to commune with the Lord in prayer and in fellowship with him, we absolutely must have his presence. And um, yeah, we've, we've tried to distinguish between a visitation of his spirit, which is glorious, a touch from the spirit of God, which is wonderful who who despises that but there's and 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 what distinguishes the presence of god from that what distinguishes the glory of god from a manifestation of his presence there's a big difference between the two too many times Christians conflate the two if, if they even know what's going on. And if you begin to talk about these things, they, they often will say, oh, I don't, I don't want to know that. It just, it's too much for me. It just wears me out. You need to rebuke that. Because if we're talking about God and we are, you want to know about him. You want to know him. And one of the ways he knows you is through him revealing himself to you. And I'm very grateful for the little that we know about the, the magnificence of God that his word and only his word could do that gives these very clear differentiations of how God comes. And even with, with what we studied about the names of God, which we need to, we need to focus back in on that, maybe find some creative ways to proclaim that because um, God comes to us in many different ways, and one of the ways that he knows us is by our interaction with him in those invitations to know him. See, that's what really makes us know God. You know, you know how you really know somebody? Not just by doing things with them, but but by them opening themselves and 
That's how you know them. Maybe you go through something together. Maybe you endure something together. Maybe you participate in a great work together. And you, you see how that person functions. But just on a personal level, I think one of the main ways that God knows us, depart from me, I never knew you, he said. Not I never knew about you, but I never knew you. Those people that he was judging in that end time parable were skilled at power demonstrations or prophetic demonstrations. But do you know you can do those by serving? You can participate in those by learning or by using gifts or by understanding principles in the word. You, we can do those things and not really have God know us. And I put forward today that the way we really allow God to know us is by knowing him. Accepting the invite into the depth of who he is and then by knowing him. And through that invitation, then he sees how we respond, how much of him we want. And the interplay goes back and forth. Will we learn of him? Will we, will we want to become like him as we know him? And that's how he knows us. There are other ways, I'm sure, but that's the base. So when we talk about his presence in this year, when we talk about the spirit of glory and of God, we talk about the breakthrough, partnering with him in his ways. These are all opportunities for us to know more about our Father and to subsequently then allow his presence to envelop us and to know us in the way he created us to know him. You know, to know him in the fellowship of his sufferings, the fellowship, the koinonia, of things mutually invested into. That's a good thing, isn't it? So we, we have to we have to cherish this moment. You know, we speak these terms unequivocally. The year of the Spirit of glory and of God. The year of His presence. A year of breakthrough. Hallelujah! Blow the shofar. Wave the banner. Shake some smoke. We ought to rejoice in that. But what's God doing in the midst of those in us? How are we letting him show himself? And how do we interact with him? Learning of him. It's like what Jesus, when he prayed in, in the middle of the book of John, that account there. Father, let them know you. Let them see you as I did. Let them know your glory. It was all about that development. It wasn't just about being born again. Why didn't he say, as precious as being born again is, that is essential. Mark that down. I am not ridiculing or denigrating that. That is essential. No one comes to the Father but through Jesus. So let's just establish that. But why didn't he say there to his disciples that they'll become born again? Find their place in first church. Wait for my rapture. Pay their tithe. Testify when it feels good and it's convenient. Why didn't he say any of that there? We Roman wrote it that years later. He's talking about knowing the Father. Knowing his glory. 
That's the apex. That's the essence of what Jesus wants. And he's praying at the right hand of the Father, ever living to do this, for us to do the will of the Father. And isn't that what we've been talking about? And the essence of it is that we would be willing to do the will. The end result is to know God in his glory and to know him. Hence that he would know us. That's the thing that the demons believe and tremble about. That's what makes them shake. The vitality of the Spirit of God within us, communing with the Spirit of God at his throne. Good stuff, huh? Well, I proclaim that over all of you. And I ask that God will help us in this. We don't really know how to do this. But we ask that the Spirit of Truth will guide us as sons and that we'll be found faithful. We'll be found faithful. kind of overwhelming, isn't it? So this uh, this coming Saturday is first Saturday. This is what we're asking God for. And I pray that whoever you are, wherever you are, as you find that time to pray, that you will welcome his presence with all of these things that we put forward that are probably involved in that pursuit. I say probably because I know this is to be true. You're going to have to embrace it and discover it for yourself. And I pray that God will help me to do that. I would also ask that you be in prayer, as was mentioned on Sunday, for a team that will be going for a very brief number of days into France to meet with leaders there and pray. Leave tomorrow afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, and coming back on Monday. Um, but rest assured, we'll be praying there in this very thing on this Saturday. We hope you will too. And it'll be a privilege to be in prayer. Now, here's another prayer request. When this broadcast ends, those of you who are hearing it real time, I'm not going to do it every time if you hear it in archive. Uh, I've got to go down to the bank to find out why a wire transfer we sent for th a theater deposit into Brazil has not been received yet. Now, I know it's been holidays. I know the business days. It's certainly been m enough business days for this money to have arrived. And the, uh, the contract that, that was signed is now, according to the theater manager, in jeopardy. Everything's going to be okay, but I suspect some enemy involvement there. So just be in agreement with me across the miles that... Whatever this obstacle, and we've had obstacles all along this pathway regarding what God wants us to do there. Just agree that God is breaking through on our behalf and that everything will be resolved quickly without any further delay. So that's where I'm going in just a couple of minutes. And um, please those of you listening real time, be in prayer for us to get this figured out. I'm fixing to go. I'm fitting to go down there. Those are for those of you in Texas, so you'll know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm fixing to go down there 
to the bank. Or those of you who are really East Texans, I'm fitting to go. So, God bless you all. Happy New Year. Um, Again, we ask that the Lord will let Monica know his touch and his presence and encourage her and bring her into health and strength. And to every one of you who's been battling against any kind of physical difficulty, I release the word of victory and life and health to you. May the fire of the Lord touch you and restore you. And may that fire burn brightly upon us to keep us in in all of his ways. May his face shine upon us. May the Lord go with you. May he bless you. May his face shine upon you, his presence. We need him. We love you, Father. And I speak true blessings, abundant blessings over every one of your saints. Help us to serve you and help us not to miss you. Help us not to be deceived. Help us to walk in your wisdom. May you, may your presence surround us. May your presence be above us. May it be below us. May it be in front of us. May it be behind us. May it be within us, upon us, and through us. May when people see us, may they know that they see our Father. And may we do his works to glorify him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining. Happy New Year. We'll see you tomorrow, Wednesday Night Live. Till then, God bless and goodbye.